You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Well, in the junior mining sector, oftentimes we talk about speculative value and what could be. That's the essence of speculating in junior mining stocks. And I bring today a company company update from Osino Resources. They're a sponsor and I'm a shareholder. And I do so kind of in a proud way, not because I'm executive, but since we featured this company about 18 months ago, Basically, everything that they've laid out, or almost all of it in terms of expectation and drill results, they've been hitting key milestones. So it's it's been impressive, not just from a shareholder, but just from watching management talk about what could be. And then, of course, with a little help from the geology underneath or Mother Nature granting success, uh, it's been very impressive. So there's been two recent press releases from Osino. Uh, to find those and the current presentation, you can go to OsinoResources.com. In Toronto, the ticker is OSI. And in the States, on the QB, the company has upgraded to the OTC QB listing. That is, o- that is OSIIF. Joining me today is the founder, uh, hiya, Don. Hiya, welcome back onto Mining Stock Education. You put out two press releases, so I'm, I'm uh, excited to pick your brain and for, provide a platform for you to share with the market. Let's start about the, the Twin Hills update. This is your core discovery that you've been working on for some time, been working on this in a preliminary way even before you went public. Uh, talk to us about these drill results that you announced on November 12th. What's the significance here? Okay, well, Bill, thank you. It's great to be back on the show. And uh, thank you for, you know, always providing this platform and for praising us so generously. Um, so the drilling is, is, is very exciting to us. Um, as you saw, it's a lot of holes. We spent basically the end of the lockdown and the last couple of months drilling very intensively with eight rigs. We, we had some issues with sample turnaround time, like, you know, across the world, the labs are, are backed up. So, so it took a little bit longer to get the results out, but finally put, we put them out. And the significance really is that it shows that Twin Hills is what we always thought it would become, namely a major gold deposit that still has very substantial legs. Um, so this drilling, if you looked at the press release, there was a, a, a diagram in there that shows the real sort of detailed drilling, 50 by 50 meter spacing that we're doing to prove the continuity and the size and the extent of the deposit. So the, the drilling has shown that. So the drilling has been, has been good. It has been more of the same plus good stuff. Good grades in there. So we're very, very happy with that. Um, that was the first press release. That was the bulk, the Twin Hill Central drilling. And then the second press release, you, you may not have asked for it or you would have asked about it, uh, was the exploration up, uh, update where we announced some very big step outs. We stepped out by one and a half kilometers uh, in an area called Clouds, which is on a strike extent, um, where we had some quite substantial intercepts, much more than, uh, than just smoke. Um, and that opens the a window that opens up the possibility of us actually doubling our strike length, which would be very significant because that, that indicates the real growth potential of, of Twin Hills. So, yes, we, we're very happy, but um, we're already at it again. You know, we've got eight tricks and we, we just keep going. We, we just keep drilling. So, Haya, you're an engineer. That's your background. Obviously, you're an entrepreneur. But from an engineer's viewpoint, when you see the, these Twin Hill Central drill results come back, talk to us about the footprint. Uh, your analog project is uh, Ochikoto. How does the footprint currently compare to Ochikoto? And is there any preliminary thoughts that you can share about a strip rate and things like these? Yeah, thank you. That's obviously a key question. Um, Ochikoto is one of the important comparatives for us because it's in Namibia and I was so intimately involved with it. So, but there are other uh, comps and I'll share some of them. So the one obvious measures, measure is size. 
So the current footprint of Twin Hill Central is more or less the same as the Ochikoto main pit, which, um, which Beachy Gold developed. They subsequently uh, drilled out a high-grade additional satellite pit to the north, which we, we don't have that yet. We might, we might find something like that. But so the current footprint of Ochikoto, I would say, is broadly, broadly similar, a little bit smaller than Twin Hills as compared to Ochikoto. Um, but size is only one thing. The other important question, of course, is grade. Um, and if you look at our intercepts, and you can see a lot of them are in the 0 0.8, 0 0.9, 1, even higher up to one and a half grams. But you must remember, this is quite technical, but it's a very important point you make, is that those large intercepts, the way we report them, is they are unconstrained. It means that a big intercept of 200 meters like this, all the layers of waste that are in between are in that. So it's an average. Now, when you mine that intercept, there, those layers of waste will be separated out. And therefore, the average grade of the resulting material that goes into the plant will be higher. So this is standard practice. Ochikoto does this. Other mines do this. And that's why, that's why these grades, which Twin Hill Central currently represents, are not a lot lower than the Ochikoto average grade. So therefore, we're very satisfied. These are definitely economic grades. We are highly confident that Twin Hills is going to become um, another mine. Um, maybe I should put that. So the model that you've laid out here is a bulk tonnage with high-grade shoots. Uh, with the high-grade shoots that you even announced in this recent press release, did that um, meet your expectations or exceed your expectations? I think it meets our expectations. I mean, they're not that big yet. You can see, I think it was like eight meters at three or four grams, five meters at, or three meters at five grams. That hole, by the way, ended in mineralization, ended at five grams. So we're going to deepen that hole. It will extend. But the way this deposit works is, and I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. It's a thick package of sedimentary rock, like layered sedimentary rock with these higher, higher grade shoots going through it. Um, and so as we drill more, we're going to continue to intercept more of them, both at a, at a larger level, but also at a tiny centimeter scale. Um, so we, we, we are very happy. Basically, the drilling in general has exceeded our expectations. The thickness of the package is probably double of what we expected. Um, but And the grades are there. We're very happy with the grades. We haven't found a real big high-grade zone like Beach Gold has yet. But even with the grades that we have now, we are definitely going to be quite profitable and quite economic. So we're very, very happy and very satisfied with, with the results so far. Twin Hills is situated in between Ochikoto on one end and bookend on the other is Navachab, which we've talked about. That's a six to eight million ounce deposit. But I understand that that's a bunch of satellite deposits. So you've discovered a satellite deposit. Well, or shown mineralization, at least, uh, separated apart from Twin Hill Central at this clouds discovery. Talk to us about this discovery and what this means for the future economics potentially of this project. Yeah, clouds is very, very significant, I would say, for two main reasons. One is it's, it's one and a half kilometers away. But clouds is actually, it's, it's a bunch of satellite sort of um, mag and IP anomalies, which are on strike from Twin Hill Central. So clouds promises to be one continuous zone of mineralization all the way up to Twin Hill Central. Now, if, that, if we can prove that, and if that comes true, and we'll know that in the next two or three months, because we, we've actually got two drill rigs on there right now. But if that comes true then the Twin Hills footprint doubles from one and a half kilometer strike to three kilometer strike. And I mean, the Ochikota strike length currently is about one and a half kilometers. So it basically, it would make us substantially bigger than Ochikota. Of course, it takes time to drill those, those, those uh, ounces out, et cetera. So I don't want to be too flippant with the comparisons here. But so that's the one significance of clouds. The other significance is that it validates our, what we've always said, which is, that the greater Twin Hills area has very substantial exploration potential. And there are many, many similar IP and other high priority targets similar to clouds, 
which we haven't drilled yet because we've been so focused on resource drilling in the last six months. But in the next couple of months, we're going to get to it now that we have so many rigs operating. So we've got high hopes that we will make additional such discoveries, which will uh, result in the overall Twin Hills resource endowment um, to continue to grow. So for 2021, when investors look at what you have going, will it be more expansion discovery drilling or will it be more infill? What's the ratio here? I think it's going to be probably about two thirds, one third, or maybe a half, oh, two thirds, half, two thirds, one third, because two thirds discovery focused. No, I would say the other way around. I know that a lot of, especially the retail investors don't like to hear this, but I've got to, I've got to be real in that the real value lies in the project and that project will get bigger and bigger. And the faster we can get it to the production stage, the faster we can actually add true shareholder value. Of course, exploration is important because exploration um, enables us to make the project bigger. But in order for us to get to the production stage, we need to do feasibility work. And that requires drilling to the indicated level of detail. At the moment, the resource we're going to put out in February will be an inferred resource. Um, and in order to get it to the indicated stage, indicated and measured, we need to drill another 50,000 meters, the same amount of drilling we've done this year. Um, and we're going to do that in 2021. But we, on top of that, we're going to add, hopefully, another 25, 20, 25, 30,000 meters of exploration drilling which is enough to test all those targets that I was talking to you about. Because, you know, the one thing about exploration is it's an iterative process. Um, you can't just blow your brains out. You've got to drill a bit, get the results, interpret them, come back. We're not going to do stupid drilling. But on the, on the resource side, we can just carpet bomb that thing now with, uh, with resource drilling, which, which is what we will do. So it's going to be a blend of exploration, step outs, and um, ongoing infill drilling. As I mentioned in my introduction, you truly have been hitting milestones and producing the goods for investors, yet the share price after these two good news releases in the last week, it basically sold off a little and trended sideways. Any commentary here you could provide? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you know, I can't, we can't win against the market. Uh, and as you know, with companies, especially smaller companies, the half of it, half of valuation is fundamentals and the other half is the market or the sentiment. And I think the market sentiment at the moment is a little soft. You know, the U.S. election, everybody thought the U.S. election would provide new guidance. It has to some extent, but I think everyone is a little bewildered where things will be going. Um, so I'm not concerned about it because, you know, with the, with the two financings we did this year, we so well cashed up that we are actually independent of our share price at the moment, which, which doesn't mean I don't I, I take it lightly. You know, share price is important to me, but, we, but the share price will correct itself with ongoing delivery. So, um, yeah, I think we just got to keep doing what we're doing, keep delivering, and the share price will follow. So I have no doubt about that. Unfortunately, having such great results uh, into arguably a little weaker market is unfortunate, but that's how it goes sometimes. On that note, uh, remind us, what is your treasury? And also, what can you expect to bring in in terms of warrant money being exercised? Yeah, so the treasury is very good. We've got $24 million in cash right now. Um, we've spent, or we will have spent $13 million more or less by the end of this year. So we'll, we'll end the year with about 22 and our budget for next year probably will be in the 15, $17 million range. Um, plus maybe some additional for surface rights acquisition and some, some, some one-offs. So we are financed for throughout next year comfortably, um, just with the cash that we have on the balance sheet right now. Then the warrants, half of which are in the money, um, and the other half uh, uh, gets in the money at a dollar fifty. So, so we expect to accelerate these warrants post PEA and maiden resource announcements. So, probably in the second quarter next year, we might accelerate those. We're not in a hurry, um, and that if if they're all in the money at that stage, that will bring in another just over twenty million dollars. So, 
I think we are quite comfortably financed, possibly all the way to construction. So it's a great situation to be in. So we are definitely not going to do a financing anytime soon. I saw some chatter on CEO.ca and elsewhere where people said, oh, these guys are marketing big results out. Maybe there's financing coming. And people speculated that that might be related to the sort of little sell-off, but that is certainly not the case. We are not planning to do a financing anytime soon. So Haya, just... In Namibia, uh, in terms of buyout price, is there any price per ounce in the ground in United States dollars? Like, what is the metric that investors can look to here when we think about what this project might go for? <laughs> go for means like selling. If you don't develop uh, it. <laughs> yes. No, the project will go for the highest price possible. That's the short answer. But the real answer, the honest answer is like valuation metrics at the expiration stage, you can look at a dollar per ounce metric and I can give you some numbers. But as, as you move into project development, you increasingly move towards what, what like price per NAV. Um, that's what the brokers use. Now, of course, for investors, there's no NAV number out yet because we haven't put out a PEA. That's why we're rushing this PEA because we're very bullish on the, on the, um, on the economic numbers. So, so I have my model and I'll, I'm happy to share my numbers. So on realistic assumptions, like you know, 90 to 95% recovery, 5% discount rate, and let's say consensus gold price forecasts around $1,700 or, or so, roughly, um, we will easily, with current resource only, not, not bringing in the, the exploration growth, et cetera, we will easily be able to show a four to 500 million um, US dollar DCF. Now, of course, companies like ours never get valued at the full DCF. There's usually a discount. And unfortunately for the whole junior space, the price per NAV multiple has been coming down. So I think for companies like ours, it's reasonable to be sort of 0.6, 0 0.7, even 0 0.8, 0 0.9, like Montage and some other companies I saw in their own presentation, they use 0.9, I think it's maybe a bit aggressive. But whatever, if you apply that factor to that discount rate and you then apply the um, share price, fully diluted, 133 million shares, you get to a valuation of the Twin Hills project on a per share basis quite easily of $3. Uh, this, this is Canadian now, so I've, I've worked it back um, so I call it $2.50 or whatever, $2, $2.50 US, $3 in that range. It all depends how, how aggressive you want to be. But these numbers I just gave you were quite conservative. So there is lots and lots of upside left. And that upside is going to be um, expressed in the share price in the next year as we, as we deliver. And we, um, especially I think the main resource, which is uh, out in February, and the PA, which should come out in April, is going to put a lot of these numbers on the table. And I think... Um, it, it will change people's views of the company. Hopefully with a supportive market, um, our share price you know, should reflect that. And before you go, Navajab, we've talked about the, the possibility of that coming to the market. Is there, I know you're, if you're working on something behind the scenes, you can't disclose, but is there anything you can publicly disclose with a potential advancement here? I mean, I can just tell you what most people know, which is the owners do want to divest at some stage. Um, they're busy with operational turnaround themselves. It's, they're doing a really good job turning the company around and they're quite profitable at the moment. We're quite close to them and we like them. Um, and if that sale comes, we'll be very interested. Um, we haven't heard anything lately. I, I don't think anything is going to happen soon, maybe next year sometime. Um, but yeah, we're we, 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 we close to it, but we focus, we're heavily focused on our own projects at the moment, but we'll be there when it happens. Excellent. Well, the company again is Osino Resources. Website is osinoresources.com. We'll be following up through uh, all of next year as the company continues to progress. Ticker symbol in Toronto, OSI, and in the States, you can find it on the QB under the ticker OSIIF. Hiya, really appreciate you giving us this update. Thank you for coming on today's show. Great. Thanks, Bill. 
Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks concomitant with that if you don't do the work or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too i just started to study up on mining stocks and i just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited. And they just spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors, and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.